It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Julian King over Zoom video. Julian grew up in Philadelphia. We talk about that and how he got into music. His parents are both musical. He was in the church choir growing up, but it wasn't until he was almost in high school. He was in eighth grade. And a teacher came up to him and was like, you know, you have a great voice. Would you like to audition for this musical we're doing? He ended up landing the role and that changed his life. He wanted to be a veterinarian. Now he's, at this point, he just wanted to be an artist, singer, songwriter, performer. We talked about how he got into a performing arts high school, a couple viral moments he's had online, the time he spent on The Voice, and all about his latest single, Gone Do. You can watch our interview with Julian on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be really cool if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Julian King. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and how you got to where you are now. All right, let's get it. I like your hat too. Thank you. Urban Outfit is 10 bucks. Is it really? (laughs) (laughs) Right on, dude. Well, where were you born and raised? So I was born in Philly, uh, where I currently live now. Um, I was in the military. So we lived in Virginia Beach and Suffolk and San Diego. Uh, But I've been in Philly, like, out of my 28, almost 29 years, like, definitely 20, 21 of those years. Wow. You're in San Diego. Yeah, I uh, I started elementary school there, Freeze Elementary. Where whereabouts in San Diego? Uh, I don't remember the address. All I know is we lived at the top of this hill. We had this like big yard, and I went to Freeze Elementary, and I believe it was like maybe five ten minutes away from the school. So, okay, I don't know where Freeze Elementary is. I'm I'm gonna check it out though after this because <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, I was born and raised in San Diego, and I wow. recently moved to Nashville, but um, I lived there pretty much my entire life. It's crazy. My um. I don't know if you know, I'm black and Japanese and my Japanese grandmother, when she came over from Japan and we lived in San Diego, she actually stayed with her. So she still lives up there. Really? My yeah. wife is uh, half Filipino and her mom came from the Philippines to, and she stayed in San Diego when she was 13. Wow, that's crazy. And they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. So Philly, how, when did, when were you, were you in Philly? Like how old were you when you landed there? Uh, so I was born here, we left, and I came back, uh, I want to say maybe towards like fourth grade, third, fourth grade, we came back, um, and I've been here ever since. Okay. And how did you get to music? Were you, did you play piano uh, at an early age or anything I mean, like that? 
My family, so I grew up in church and oh, cool. my family is a big musical family. Almost everyone in my family can sing. Right. Not everyone is doing like artistry, but everyone can sing. And then growing up in Philly, I just was surrounded by such like rich musical culture. Oh yeah, it was almost, huge scene. It almost, seemed, it almost seemed like kind of inevitable. Uh, I remember I went, I was at the time, like before I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be a veterinarian. So okay. I was really book smart. I still am. And I like, I was going to like the top academic school in the city and I was like trying to do the book smart way. And this one year, it was like my seventh or eighth grade. We ended, they ended up doing a musical and the music teacher found out that I sang and blah, 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 blah. And I tried out for it and I made it. And I wasn't really thinking anything of it. It was like, let me just go and do this you know, a little play and then continue mm-hmm. my studies. But I actually, like, really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, the people are, like, really clapping and, like, enjoying themselves. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at that point when I needed to apply for high schools. So I applied for, like, you know, all of the top, top academic schools. And then I ended up applying for this art school. Well, I ended up getting into the art school and the rest is history. Wow. How did your family feel about that? Were they uh, well, excited uh, for you uh, or shocked? Because if you knew me before ninth grade, it was, all, I mean, like I used to carry around books and books on like dogs and animals and marine biology. And like, I was like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to major in marine biology, get my master's and doctorate and all this other shit. You couldn't tell me. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was a bit of a shock because of that, but like, uh-huh everyone in my family is so creative in their own ways. So like, it wasn't like I left my studies to be like, come an astronaut and my family. Right. What the hell? Like, was, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> okay. I, I could see this. Um, and I ended up going to the Philadelphia high school for creative performing arts, which is the same high school that Jasmine Sullivan, the boys, the men, the roots. Wow. And it was there that I, it was like a, creative playground i was a vocal major dance minor um and i was really able to kind of like figure out what i wanted to do and how i wanted to do it Mm -hmm. Um, so i'm really grateful for my high school time because that was that was like an incubation period that i will always be so grateful for and did it too was that uh a place that you started writing songs as well or did that come later no i did i actually started writing i taught myself how to play piano in junior year of high school okay Uh, and I mean, I was a bit trash back then, but I still well, isn't everyone when they start <laughs> just giving. But it was interesting because my my teacher kept telling me, like, yeah, I started off bad, but the progression in which I was ascending to, I guess, was very musical and taste worthy. So like we would have a lot of side conversations. And she's actually the reason why, like. I decided to really do go like there's a lot of people who go to these art schools and it's just like, ah, uh, I got to dance for four years. That was fun. Let me go get a job in the medical Finance. field. College, <laughs> yeah. college for it to be an accountant or some shit. Right. Uh, but she's like one of the main reasons why I even decided to do it. So I started playing piano and I was dancing. I was um, started writing and yeah, that was like high school. If I could do high school over, I would. Really? Yeah, I know a lot of people say like, oh, I'd rather do college over, but no, high school was such a sweet experience for me. Right? And I know that everyone can't speak as confidently about their high school experience as I can. 
And okay, I, so you'd, you'd want to do it again just because you enjoyed the experience. I thought oh, you were like, oh, I'm going to do it again because I would like totally change what I was going to do. Oh, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, literally just the experience. Like I, I got to sing and dance and I like at that school, I was me and the teachers were like this. The principals were like this. Like I, I, I kind of was like Mr. Kappa. I was all over the place doing everything. And it felt so good to just be able to release this thing that I had in me, but I wasn't really like, yeah, I went to church on Sundays and yeah, I like sang and danced here and there, but that was like once out of every seven days. So mm-hmm. to be able to do it on a consistent basis, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that I had this much like bottled up in me. And mm-hmm. it just turned into one opportunity into the next opportunity, the next opportunity and ended up on The Voice. <laughs> That's so cool. What was the first, um, I mean, I was, I was did you, do you still stay in contact with those teachers? Uh, so I, I'm Facebook friends with a few of them. Okay. Um, I talked to my choir teacher like maybe two years ago. Um, but other than that, like I'm still really close to my two English teachers. That's cool. I figured like, I mean, if you're that, if, if you were that involved, I would imagine that they would want to kind of follow yeah, I mean, your career. Like, I'm telling you, I was doing the morning announcements, the afternoon announcements, student council, Bible, st- like everything, anything you could think of. Because <laughs> um, I already had that mentality coming from that academic school, which was very like book smart, but also very community service based and very much like trying to set up our resume to be able to get into a great college. Mm-hmm. So I was coming from that, but also having such a vast bank of like creativity so it was like a great balance for me like i and i know people who went to the high school and didn't have the same experience so mm-hmm. I, you know i'm like okay I, sorry that you didn't have that experience <laughs> right right incredible high school experience and um yeah I, I actually enjoyed high school more than i did college no shade really did you go to college for music i did i went to the university of the arts which is like 10 blocks away from my high school Okay. Uh, but at the time, like I was putting myself through college. So I was working at Apple. I'm teaching dance classes. I'm teaching vocal lessons. I'm commuting back and forth. Like the experience really wasn't your typical, like stay on campus and right. Just like, party all the time. Bunch of sex and party. <laughs> you know, like that wasn't my experience. I felt like I was an adult by the time I was, by the time I graduated. Wow. Yeah. Um, what, what, uh, what happened like first, as far as, your next little milestone moment? Like, were you writing songs and somebody, uh, uh, you know, contacted you? So what happened was I, uh, Miyaki, this is, you, you're kind of wearing me out. Sorry. <laughs> All right. All he, good. He literally was super quiet until this started. I'm like, it's all good. I have a dog too. And I actually <laughs> love the, that's what I think is kind of cool. Not that the pandemic was cool by any means, right. but now that people are, uh using zoom and like i didn't know what it was my wife was using it prior to the pandemic but like to see no. like this behind the curtain look at like your house and your dog running around. i mean i just i find it kind of cool yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a side of you that nobody else would have seen exactly. prior exactly um and I, I didn't know what zoom was until the pandemic either yeah but here we are and then what happened to skype that place just totally missed the mark what happened to uvu <laughs> i don't even remember that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can remember I, um, Skype, and I'm like, they really blew this, right? I I don't I I don't even well FaceTime started on the iPhones. Oh right, kinda, and they kind of 
took it over. Zoom is like a cool way to seem a bit more professional. You know, it's like it's like the same thing as FaceTime. Sure. Right, right. It feels Similar. like, oh, let me send you a Zoom link. Let me enter know. my meeting room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I let you enter. Yeah, <laughs> the host will let you in soon. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but milestone like after, so I went. I graduated high school, and I ended up going to this college in Ohio. I got a full ride, but bro, it was like, it was. I'm trying to sound politically correct. It just brutal. It was, not, it was <laughs> not. It was not what I expected but it was also not what i needed i didn't know that the school used to be like an old jail so oh wow yeah like the we're in ohio i have family in ohio it's uh, cleveland around around uh where central state university is okay yeah um the minimum gpa was like two five or something oh, wow. like yeah, like it was like, and so I'm like, oh, now I see why I got a full ride because it's giving very much y'all need me here. Yeah, they want to boost their uh, <laughs> their GPA. So I literally stayed for three weeks, and oh, wow. I left. Um, and by the grace of just luck, fate, whatever, I auditioned for the University of the Arts and got in with like a huge scholarship, like three days before class started. Wow. So I'm going through class and every Wednesday we'd have these like people come in. Now these people would be like Chikoria's drummer or Beyonce's background singers or Nicki Minaj's music director. Like they would all come in on Wednesdays and we'd have these like powwow whoever was in the city whoever was playing at the academy of music or something they would usually come to my school well this particular wednesday um the recording academy came and the the people from the philadelphia chapter ended up coming so they ended up telling us about this program called grammy u which allowed college students to be members of the recording academy and we were able to go to like networking events and um sound artist sound checks and holiday parties and it was really great um and that's how i kind of really started moving in the city like Mm -hmm. outside of church and high school and college studies i was really meeting the tastemakers and the musicians and the producers and all of that uh ended up running into an old friend of mine um who was a songwriter and i just started referencing songs and from there the referencing songs started turning into labels asking who I was. And then it started turning into label meetings. And then it started turning into all of this. And she had a conversation with me and was like, yo, like you really could be an artist. And I said, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So you just, you start, do you have a bunch of songs that you immediately yeah, go to so the studio I, record? Or how, how do you get the project off the ground? I started recording and once I started getting like a bunch of label interest, that's when the kind of the gear started switching. Um, I released my first project in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was called Sing For You. And at the time, like most of these records on that project, it was only released on SoundCloud because the whole DSP thing was still very new back mm-hmm. in 2014, 15, which yeah. is crazy to even think about. I know. Um, but most of these records were from big producers. Brian Michael Cox, Ivan Barrios, 
Um, and these songs were like for other artists. Like I remember my my very first single called No Strings. That song was for Trey Songs, but Trey ended up not using it. So I took it. Oh, there was, wow. There was another song I had called Unforgettable, which was for Jacob Lattimore, but he ended up not taking it. So I used it. So it was like, oh, this is kind of cool because I was referencing for her, but they ended up becoming my records. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of really, really, really good shit ended up happening like around that time. I opened up for Miguel. I opened up for Mary J. Blige. I opened up for Daily. I did whoa. BT Music Matters. Like shit was really like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't even, I wasn't really like, okay, all right, let's get it. Uh-huh. I'm dancing, I'm uh-huh. singing. Um, and then I ended up around 2016 in the 16 like top of 17 we just were having like problems like um me and the team that i was working with we just weren't really seeing eye to eye when it came to like visually and sonically and i'm not really one to like try to make a horse drink you you can bring it to the water but if it's not thirsty the bitch is not going to drink so um I, i let them go and I found myself in this like weird depressive state um, after achieving, I mean, like I was selling out live nation venues in Philly and like the support was like, the, the city was really rallying behind me. Mm-hmm. Especially after that Wawa Walk America thing with Miguel and Mary J. Blige, like it's like, oh shit, okay, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Or it's all kind of seemed to like crash just when I felt like momentum was gaining. I got an offer to uh, tour for a year and this was so i had already done like a motown tour in 2016 but it was only for like three four months so it was like a quick get the bread come back Mm -hmm. but this one was for a year and it was in china whoa um and i left at that point i mean i had already fired everyone i had uh lost my i was the dean of students at a school at the time i lost that job my apartment lease was ending i just broken up with my boyfriend like it was given very much um yeah i'm going to china mom so you did you went so i went and wow yeah it was so i used to so the first city i was in was um changsha hunan which is like southeast china um, and it's actually where they filmed a lot of the Avatar movie, the Blue People. Really? Yeah. They filmed a lot of that movie up in the mountains in Changsha. Really? Yeah, crazy. When I found that out, I was like, wow. Um, I figured that was like New Zealand or something like that. And it's crazy because Changsha actually is almost like a Philadelphia in China. Like I lived right down the street from Jesse J when Jesse J was doing that Chinese show. I don't know if you're a fan of her or you remember that time. She was like, she was posting all these videos on her Instagram about like, she was singing, my heart will go on and I will always love you. And at, on this like Chinese like show. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We lived right down the street from each other. So when I went, when I left Changsha to go to Guangzhou, we actually ended up meeting in the airport. Literally craziest story of my life. That's um, cool. Literally surrounded by all these Chinese people and me and Jesse J. I just thought it was just like so wild. And we're literally just talking like, you know, friends, Miyaki, you are thinking of every possible way to make noise. <laughs> it's all good. Just, just all every good. possible way. Um, so yeah, I did that after I left 
Changsha went to Guangzhou. Um, Guangzhou is like a big import export city. That's where like a lot of the um, a lot of the designers get their stuff manufactured. And I started dancing. I met so many Brazilian people and like real like Africans and Russians. And I was like, this is like wow. Because the first few months in Changsha was very depressive. Like no one spoke English. I was forced to learn Mandarin, which like wasn't easy. I'm sure because. <laughs> Our language, like everything feels like you're putting mayonnaise or butter on bread, right? Where theirs, their language feels like you're chopping cucumbers. Like right. everything is like eat our and any slight difference in tone or inflection is an entirely different word. Wow. Crazy. Uh -huh. Um, but the first few months were really depressive and I kind of wrote a lot during that that time period because I was alone outside of watching every Harry Potter movie, Transformers movie, and every Black classic movie you can think of. I wrote a lot of like my first pro project. Um, so when I left China, it was nuts. I was home for like a week and a half and then the voice hits me. But at the time, wow. like I'm... I'm dancing background for this uh, this Bollywood artist called DSP, which I think is crazy because um, that's what Spotify and Apple Music and shit is. They're right. DSP. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I was also, I booked this Motown show. The Hard Rock Casino was opening in Atlantic City and they chose me. I got the job actually while I was in China. Like the night before I flew out, I booked the job and the next day I flew to America and started rehearsals. But in the midst of rehearsals and doing that other job, the voice reached out. And then that was that journey. And How was that experience? I mean, that uh, must have been pretty well, cool to you be know, part it's of that. Interesting. It was really, really cool. Like, and for me, I thought it was like the universe's, it was like the best gift the universe could have gave me after being away for so long. Right. So mm -hmm. you're gone for a year, but you being gone for a year, like that's a long ass time, especially in the realm of like the creative space, because it's really like out of sight, out of mind when it comes to all of this photography, dance, music, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was gone for a minute. So to come back and be able to jump on one tour, jump on a residency and then jump on a national television show was like, <laughs> Right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I feel like I was able to just jump back in. Um, the show was really, really great. I was on John Legend's team. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really honored because I don't know if you know anything about the show, but, you know, I they, followed a little bit. I, I, I couldn't tell the, you. Press the buttons when they and want the to chair around. spin around. Right. Um, but each coach gets one block. Right. So, like, say we're, we're facing this way and someone's singing. And I hit this boom, I hit this block button and I turn around in front of your chair. You might not see it, but in front of your chair, it'll say block. So if you do turn around, it won't like, matter. You, you wouldn't be able to, I would get Rihanna, you wouldn't get Rihanna. And they're only allowed one of those the entire season, all of the auditions. And he used his own me. Wow. Yeah. Um, he blocked Adam Levine. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool because even though I didn't end up winning, which I had never really intended on and really wanted to win the show in the first place, he's always going to remember me 
And the show is always going to remember me because of that alone. Um, but I, that was, it was a really great experience. I got to sing one of my favorite songs, which is All Time Low by John Bellion. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not believe, like I was already singing that song a lot, even before I went to China. And then to come back and be put on this show and I get to sing my shit. I said, oh, y'all really are, y'all fucked up because this is my shit. Like, do y'all know what y'all really just did? Okay, great. Let's get it. And <laughs> it, it ended up being like one of the top auditions of that season. And I, bro, I literally got like 15 million views. It was wild. Like, that is wild. Awesome. I mean, wild. It was to, to the point when, like, when TikTok was just gaining momentum, people were texting me links of people sharing the video on TikTok over and over and over and over and over. And I, I feel stupid for like not having a TikTok back then because I probably would have had like millions of followers. Back then. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it was a really great experience. I met some really cool people who I'm still friends with to this day. And um, I will always be grateful for that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of glad I left when I left because had I stayed just one week later, bro, like, my contract with the Republic would have started and I would have been bound to some shit. And like, Oh yeah. Cause they, they make you sign right. When you get to a yeah, certain like, level. Yeah. We're at that point, we were kind of already like, it's almost like you, you, you sign. And then if you wake up the next day, boom, you locked in. When I'm, so I'm glad I didn't really wake up the next day and I left at the perfect time. Cause you know, like if you, if I go on, uh, any of the DSPs right now, and I put in any of my friends who made it further than me, the very first thing that pops up is the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice, performance from this, the voice of the voice. And that, like, no shade. I love that for everyone else, but I just, I didn't want that for myself. You know, like, I, I was grateful for the opportunity, but I also didn't need it following me for the rest of my life. So, right. You don't, you almost don't probably want that. I don't know. Like, because then you're just like, oh, he's the, he's the guy from The Voice. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. From the voice. Boom. And right. then you put a record out and they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from The Voice, whatever. Right. And then a lot of these other artists, like, they end up getting on The Voice. Their own music never really makes it bigger than The Voice record. So now for mm-hmm. the rest of their career, all you see is The Voice, The Voice, The Voice, The Voice, The Voice, single. I, right. I just, I didn't want that for my life. And I, I, I'm grateful to God that it didn't happen. Love everybody down. Thank you. Mm-hmm for everything, but I'm just grateful it didn't happen for me that way. Uh-huh. And I was able to leave the show. I was able to start releasing music immediately. Um, I released my first project in 2019 called Made in China, which I thought was kind of like a cool play on words. Oh yeah. Um, and it did really, really well. I mean, like I, I was, I was just starting to travel a lot. I was doing the show in LA. Brandy ended up coming to the show. Jay-Z's music director's playing for me. I'm starting to book shit. And then pandemic. pandemic hit. Oh, and that obviously stops you in your track. But you know what, bro? Like I ended up releasing an EP last December, which was like a, a thank you to people just rocking out with me throughout the pandemic. I got a lot of opportunities, a lot of brands reached out for stuff, but outside of that EP and me trying to like work through a pandemic, um, I really, really kind of like broke myself down and started just writing from a place of, like a place I just never really knew that I had. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of birthed this next project. 
So I'm grateful for the Made in China experience. I'm grateful for the EP that was attached to that project. It was like a part two for that album, uh-huh. just to thank people. But like the pandemic really was very special for me because not only was I able to teach myself how to record myself, but I also like got a lot better as a writer. And I will forever be grateful for that time that I had kind of like incubated by myself because mm-hmm. now the world is getting ready to hear what I've been working on since then. That's cool. So it's, when, been, a, it's been a wild journey. Mm-hmm. And you also yeah. had a, what, another viral video, right? Oh yeah. This last, this past summer, I, um, yeah, bro, I literally, so one of my hidden talents, I actually have a few like that. Like if I, tell people they're like stop fucking with me i i can crochet very well like really i could make ponchos blankets hats scarves mitt- like i can crochet that's cool it's, i used to have a business back in the day like when my bro when i'm when i was with my mom and like my brother had a basketball games i'd be at the games like really who did your mom does she crochet is that how you no know, my aunts did like I, so uh. at that at that, that that school that I was telling you about, which was like really academic, uh-huh. um, I was looking for outlets of creativity. So I ended up taking a knitting class and my Latin teacher at the time, she taught me how to knit. And I was like, this knitting thing, I don't know if it's for me. She was like, let me show you something else. And she showed me how to crochet. Bro, I used to make so much bread in middle school. <laughs> so much money that's um, so but so that's one of my hidden talents crocheting but my other is actually jumping double dutch like i used to be in like competitions like 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 trophies and like really that's cool i didn't realize i mean it seems like it would be a sport right yeah so it was really it was really funny when that disney movie came out with corbin blue jump Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer. It was like years ago. Okay, I don't it was know. like the running laughing joke because I had long curly hair and I was jumping double dutch. But <laughs> I was driving home this past uh, summer from like just like a weekend getaway with my family at the beach. And I ran across these girls playing rope. And in my mind, my first thought was like, yo, it, it's so good to see like kids outside playing. And then I was like, but wait, I really want to jump. And I got out my, pulled over. I asked him for a jump. I got out. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me just record a video, post it on my story, call it a day. Right. I ended up, um, you know, when you stay at the beach and you're in the beach water, you just, your body gets drained. So I ended up going to bed super early that night, especially after that drive back. It was like two hours. Uh I ended up posting the the video on Twitter. Just like, (laughs) I got out my car and served these girls and literally like, closed my phone and went to sleep and I woke up and my shit was like almost dead and I said what in the I mean so many people were reposting it and retweeting it and so I'm literally all day I was watching it just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow grow until it made it over two million views that is Um, so cool yeah it was wild I ended up all the news stations who I'm grateful for because I ended up like meeting all of these new stations and casters and stuff like that during the voice moment. They're like texting me like, yo, can you come on 6ABC? Yo, can you come on channel 10? And I'm like jumping double dutch. Like, on <laughs> it's like, I'm like, really y'all? 
really? Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a cool little like month of July, August. It kind of like bled into August. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then that moment, I felt like I had a decision to make, which is kind of like, I feel like we find ourselves in these places a lot where we're presented with an opportunity that we may or may not want to go after, but most, nine times out of 10, we do want to go after it. And sometimes we do, and sometimes we talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. And at the, I remember sitting at that um, at that light, like, all right, bro, like, what you going to do? Are you going to get out or are you going to keep going? And it ended up bleeding into, like, the release of the first single, which was called Gone Do, that mm-hmm. I, um, and, and I ended up having, like, a whole, like, double Dutch activation city. I'm talking, like, DJ, the radio station came up. Like, bro, it was, like, wild. I'm, like, y'all are tripping over this double dutch (laughs) but it was so good like i brought the city out the girls were out there jumping and for me like that's how i stayed fit when i was younger and i like when my brother was playing basketball i was with the girls on the block Mm -hmm. and like i'm good at it i'm talking about flips and jumps and turnarounds and touch the grounds and all of that um so it was like a nostalgic moment as well, mm-hmm. um, which is also why I chose Gondu because of the nostalgia of the My Whole Life Has Changed sample and the Pop Smoke sample. Um, I thought it was a great introduction to the next body of work, which is a very um, honest kind of like reflection of where I was during the pandemic and even like progressing out of it. Because mm-hmm. I think we're technically still in it, but. Dude, this thing's not working, right? <laughs> it's all of a sudden like another variant. It's like, oh my gosh, is this thing ever gonna end? Crazy, right? Um, so this new song or Gone Do is the newest song that you've released, and it's gonna be part of a new project coming out. Right. So I'm getting ready to start releasing a lot more music just because I feel like I'm ready and I finally mm-hmm. have a project to do so. Um, I released Gone Do in July, August, mm-hmm. something like that. Um and I've just been kind of working it here and there. I've been doing some performances, performing it Friday night for this big um, nonprofit organization in Philly. Um, I have some visuals coming out for it, um, but starting next month, I'm releasing even more music, even more visuals. Um, and I'm just excited that the world gets to finally like see and hear what I've been working on. Um, I hate to sound biased, because I wrote it and I'm singing it. But I do think that this is my best piece of work. Like I loved Made in China mm-hmm. and I loved the EP, but there's a synergy and a connectivity with this project that I didn't really have in the other ones. Um, and that usually happens when you sit down with yourself and you kind of deal with some shit and you kind of mm-hmm. like really reflect and like, okay, what do I want to say and how do I want to say it? I was very intentional with that. Um, and I'm just excited that the world That's- finally gets to hear it. I love the song that they're gone to is amazing. And is it going to, is your, is it going to be a full record? Or are you doing another EP or do you not know? Um, so right now, what I think is getting ready to happen is I'm just getting ready to start releasing records and releasing records. And then maybe around like the summer release, like a full body. of work. Okay. Very, very um, cool. Yeah, just to kind of like build up the anticipation to the release. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't, Outside of the project in 2019, that was a full project. 2022, three years later, this is like the second mm-hmm. full body of work. So I'm excited. 
I love it. I love it. And you're also doing uh, a cool Motown holiday show. Yeah. So I, um, I've been the Motown show that I booked when I got back from China. Uh-huh. I've been doing it since 2018. Oh, wow. So it's still going. Yeah, it's, I mean, we have been up and down the East coast. We just got back from Detroit three weeks ago. Um, and we just opened up at the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm there every Thursday in December um, until the end of the month. And then I just got word that we'll be at about three, four casinos next year. So, so it's cool. handing out to be a really, really, really cool year. That is amazing, man. Congratulations on all that. That's so cool. Thanks. And I appreciate you doing this interview. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to talk about my life. And, uh, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's my favorite thing is learning how, you know, people made it in this right. wild industry. <laughs> and, also, and it also gives me a time to really reflect and think back on the things that I actually have achieved. I think a lot of times we are just very like focused on what's next. I know I am. I'm always like, when's the next this? When's the next this? When's the next this? And as, as I was just talking to you, I'm like, wow, like the universe has been really kind to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just more of an, it's more of a reason to just be kind to people in general. And the more that you're kind to people, you get that energy back. And I believe in that. So thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. I do have one more quick question. <laughs> I don't know if, if you, you would use that, what you just said, because that was beautiful. But I'm wondering if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, yeah, I do. First of all, you got to make a decision, like a real decision as to whether you really want this or you don't. Because there's a lot of people who like, Oh, I want to just sing and do this, da, da, da. but they like it's a it's a mentality. You know how like people who work out all the time and they're like, "This is a lifestyle." No, it really is a lifestyle. Once you make that decision, then you start plugging. You start plugging yourself, and everything that you do and everything that you are has to surround that identity of what you're talking about, right? So I knew that I wanted to be a singer, a dancer, a musician, a performer, all of that. And all of my life decisions were surrounding that one thing, which led to the opportunities. Um, and, And then in that, be kind to people, show up, show up for yourself first, and then show up for others. Always remember that you are responsible for how you show up into a room, how you show up to a space. Um, and then always just be ready. Um, there were so many times that had I not been ready for an opportunity, I wouldn't have got it. But because I was ready for that opportunity, it led to so much other really, really, really great moments. Um, and then really figure out what you wanna say and how you wanna say it um, because people can call your bluff. You know, a lot of people may not know technical terms about music or how the best way to shoot in lighting and stuff like that. But what people will be able to tell is if the shit feels fake or it feels like it's not you or it's just not connecting. Mm-hmm. That's what they will be able to tell. Um, and other than that, just have fun. Um, I, this is the most fun that I feel like I've ever had in my entire life. And it's probably the most busiest that I've ever been. But I also never, I didn't start this way. I started in high school, junior year, trash on piano. And then here we are, a Motown holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Trust the process. 
Um, I also believe that the process is just as important, if not more important than the destination. Like, yeah, I want to make millions of dollars one day and have a home and a family and all those really cool cars and nice stuff. But this journey that's going to get me there, that is what's really making me me and really... <laughs>